Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. It only takes a minute. It only takes a minute to change your life. Oh, hello, everybody. This is Willie Jolly, and I'm excited that you have this minute, this moment, to change your thinking, change your futures, and change your entire life, because it literally literally only takes a minute. You know, I start the same way. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but an eternity is in it. Greetings to everybody across America. I am so excited about another opportunity to be on the air with you and excited about today's show. This is a powerful one today, folks. I'm telling you, a powerful one. But, you know, I start every show the same way to give God some glory, to thank God for life, for strength, for health, for another opportunity opportunity to do what I do. I don't take it for granted that I'm here, not just sitting in this studio, not just on this radio uh, network, but I'm here living in the land of the living, another opportunity to do what I do. And I'm grateful with all the challenges and all the situation, experiences, uh, issues in life. I'm grateful for another day. And I give God glory for that. And I know everybody doesn't believe like I believe, but let me tell you, I am grateful for the way I believe and I 
am willing to take a stand on that and just thank God for all that he does for me. But if you don't believe like I, I still love you and I still want you to listen because this show is going to be one that blesses you anyway. This is a special show today, a special show. Uh, many of you know that I make my living as a motivational speaker. I'm honored that I've been uh, uh, said to be one of the top motivational speakers in the country, in the world. I've been inducted in the Speaker Hall of Fame and been named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world and and have had some success. But there is a speaker who paved the way for me, who also is in the Speaker Hall of Fame, who also was named one of the top five speakers in the world. But I am not even capable, willing, able to carry his lunchbox. And he recently passed away. And everybody knows his name because he was the architect, the person, the founder who created this whole motivational speaking industry, who brought it to to popularity. And we're talking about the one and only Zig Ziglar, who recently passed away. And today I have the honor of having his son, Tom Ziglar, on the uh, show as our guest. And we're going to talk about Zig and Tom and the whole Ziglar philosophy and how you, wherever you are in your life, you were born to win, which is the book that Tom and Zig, the last book Zig wrote with Tom. And so we have it right here. We're going to talk about it. Tom, are you there? I'm here. What an honor and a privilege to be here, Willie. I just appreciate it. Man, God bless you, man. You know, I am grateful for you, grateful for your family. And, you know, we celebrate the life of Zig Ziglar and the fact that he left this planet uh, with a uh, dent in this planet, uh, you know, a dent in the universe, people would say. He made a dent for sure. He made a whole big hole in this thing because... You know, the, the fact that he came and shared a message of possibility thinking and hope and and did it by only starting as a full-time speaker when he was in his mid-40s and yet went full board, just gave it all he had, and uh, he passed at 86, but what a great life he lived. You said something to me offline. You said, uh, you know, if someone had told him 86 years ago, let me uh, uh, tell you what kind of impact you would have, no one would have believed it. Am I right about it? You are right about that. Wow. Well, let's talk about your dad, um, Zig Ziglar. Uh, first of all, let me tell everybody about Tom Ziglar. He's the CEO of Ziglar Incorporated. He not only shares the last name with Zig, but he carries on the philosophy, which is simply you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And that is a message that Zig hammered into people's minds around the world. Uh, prior to being named the CEO, Tom uh, began, his, began his career in retail and direct sales, and then he joined the Ziegler uh, Corporation, Zig Ziglar Corporation, in 1987, and he, he worked his way up. He didn't start as the president, no, or the CEO. He started in the warehouse, then went from there to the sales, and then went from there to seminar promotions, and then to sales management, and then on to leadership of the organization. So he didn't get a silver spoon. He was... Ha he was trained the way Zig would have taught him the right way, which let him learn every aspect so he'd know what to do. Uh, he, he, now, with a Ziegler last name, Tom has a lot to live up to. But rather than try to fill his father's shoes, Tom has created 
shoes of his own. And he is boldly taking Ziggler Incorporated into a world of social networks, social communities, Twitter, blogs, live video, webcasts, and other ways to present the tried and true message of hope, integrity, and positive thinking to a whole new audience. And the content remains consistent. The method may be changing, but as Ziegler's leader, Tom, is positioned to do that lead. Uh, Zig and Tom collaborated on this book called Born to Win, which is the 30th anniversary of the of a series that uh, Zig would do on the weekends, one weekend a, uh, a year, I believe, that had the Born to Win weekend, and it was the Born to Win philosophy. It's profoundly simple and simply profound, and it's a concept that can change your life. It's a concept and a book that will change your life. So I'm encouraging people to go get this book. Uh, it is the real deal. Zig Ziglar and Tom T- and Tom Ziglar, born to win. So Tom, let's talk about life lessons. You lived in a house with a man who was known not just to give a good speech, but to give a good life, to live a good life. Tell us some of the lessons and 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 things you, you know, learned. One of the uh, friends that I have who I respect a great deal, he he called me one time and he said. You know, your dad, he walks his talk, and he's a pretty good talker. Mm. <laughs> and so, you know, most people remember dad for the stage and the impact he had from the front of the room, and that was huge. Uh, but I'm in a position where I remember him for the one-on-one times, you know, the times when he would look into my eye, or the times that nobody else knows about when he would work with or counsel somebody who was beginning their career or struggling in their marriage or had suffered the loss of a child, you know, because Dad, he had all those things. Right. And he lived through them. And so he was always eager and willing to help other people, not just from the front of the stage, but in the quiet moments. Mm. And so that's what he's known for. And mm. growing up, I was, you know, there was never any pressure on me or any of my sisters to follow in his footsteps, to be a speaker, to do a certain thing. The only thing that we had was a great deal of encouragement to figure out what we wanted to do, do it with integrity, and give it 100%. Mm, mm. And so, you know, for the parents out there or the one, you know, the, the people who are going to have kids someday, I can't think of a bigger blessing than mom or dad sitting down and saying, you know what, I'm behind you 100%. Mm. Do it with integrity and give it all you got. Right. I mean, what else can you ask for? I, you know, Dad walked his, he walked his talk, and he was a good talker. Wow, that's a great line. Uh, I love that. And so you, you, you got to see him uh, encouraging people and inspiring people and traveling around the world and giving people a, a positive attitude. Uh, you know, of course, now, when you, by the time you were born, Zig was already speaking, correct? Yep. Let's see. I will be 48 in a few months, uh, just to kind of give you a timeline. Yep. Dad, you know, he, he, professionally, he got a start in direct sales selling cookware and insurance and a bunch of other things, but cookware was the main thing. And in that sales process, it was a presentation-type sale. So he would do a 30- to 45-minute presentation during the sales process. So he said, you know, he gave 3,000 speeches before he ever got paid for one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Then in 1968, uh, Dad brought the family to Dallas. Uh, I was three and a half years old at the time. 
and he has started speaking a little bit. It wasn't a full-time position, but you know, people were asking him to come, and and then uh, the company that brought him out, he had a deal with them where he would do sales training for them, and they would allow him to speak. Well, he started speaking more, but it still wasn't enough. And then uh, in 1972, Dad accepted Christ as his Savior, and that was the year that his speaking career took off. Wow. And so basically from 1972 on, uh, he's been nothing but a full-time speaker and author. Wow. From 72, he start, he accepted Christ. And for those who don't know, uh, that was a big part of Zig's life because he talks about it. You know, if you've ever been around Zig, and I've honored to have been around Zig a number of times, and his faith was so important to him. And so he would talk about how he accepted Christ on, on, a, on a 4th of July weekend. Am I right? Am you, you haven't you haven't prompted me. I remember clearly. It's 4th of You're July right. weekend. It had some people over the house and he said I wasn't I wasn't a person of faith and there was a little African American lady who led him to Christ and Jesse what was her name Sister Jesse Sister Jesse led him to the Lord and he said it changed his life it changed yeah, his life the, you know there's a couple of amazing things about this story is that before he accepted to Christ uh, he accepted Christ you know he had the talent he had the work ethic but his motives were wrong. He was chasing the greener grass. He was mm. doing it for his own reasons. And so in the previous 10 or 12 years, he had made and lost a lot of money quite a few times. So when he accepted Christ, he was actually broken in debt. Mm. Uh, and he made a decision that day when he accepted Christ. He said, God, I've done it my own way all these years. Now I'm going to do it your way. Wow. And wow. he's one of the only people I know uh, who made that commitment and stuck with it. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. The other thing that's just a testament to my grandmother is dad grew up in Yazoo City, Mississippi. Uh, his dad died when he was five. It was the heart of the Great Depression. Their family was actually the second poorest family in Yazoo City. So you've got maybe the poorest state in the Union. Mm. You've got one of the poorest cities, and their family is the second poorest. It's also uh, hold, hold this thought. probably is one of the most racist Abs places in the United States. Absolutely. Hold this thought, because we're going to come right back. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. I want to hear the rest of this story. You're listening to The Willie Jolly Show with my special guest, Tom Ziegler, son of Zig Ziegler. And we've got more to come. We're going to talk about his story as well. We're going to play some clips from Zig. So stay tuned. You know for sure. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel 141, WHUR Voices, on The Wealthy Ways with Willie Jolly. And for sure, the best is yet to come. If you cannot depend on them. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of 
interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. And we're back across America. You're listening to Willie Jolly and the Wealthy Ways Show here on Sirius XM Channel 141. I am excited because I've got my friend and uh, special guest, Tom Ziegler, son of Zig Ziegler, who was one of my mentors. And everybody knows the name of Zig Ziegler. That's amazing that when Zig passed, everybody was talking about it. Front page Washington Post. Uh, uh, front page of the many newspapers, as well as uh, headline on many of the uh, national broadcasts, Zig Ziglar. So uh, Tom is with us. We're talking about his dad, life lessons, but also we're going to talk about the book, Born to Win. Tom, you were given a great story. You talked about the fact that there's some life lessons that you learned about Zig's life. First of all, that in 1972, he accepted the Lord. He was broke. He, was, he had made money, lost money, made money, lost money, but he made a decision to accept faith as a God as the Lord as Jesus is the Lord of his life and his life turned around and I heard him say one time he said you know what when I did that my life changed almost instantly he said it was changed inside outside and I started having a different motive and a different uh, goal in my life and he said I've, I've not had a money problem since but let, you were telling us about growing up in Yazoo City he was the poorest family in one of the poorest states and one of the most racist states in the country, and yet you're you going to share some more info. Yeah. So here's the amazing thing is that growing up in Yazoo City in that, you know, in the, in the Great Depression, uh, Dad lost his father when he was five. His dad died. Dad went to, to work selling peanuts on the, on the street corner when he was six years old. So here they are. Tenth, he's a tenth of 12 kids. He's wow. extremely poor. The family has no money. And it's a very, very, it's a, it's a hard time, but it's also the racist South. And he, could, he would tell this story over and over. His, his mama would call him in, all the kids, and he, she would stand up in front of the kids, and she would say this. She would tell them, you will be kind to your black brothers and sisters because someday you will stand before a colorblind Lord. Hmm. And so I, you fast forward that. So that's, you know, 1930s. Mm. 1972, Dad invites Sister Jessie, an African-American lady, into our home, and she leads him to Christ. Wow. If his mama hadn't taught him that, he probably never would have invited her into the house. Mm. And Dad always, you know, prejudice is awful. I looked up the definition of prejudice, and one of the interesting things is is that the opposite word of prejudice is creative. 
Mm. So people who are prejudiced have no creativity. They're closed-minded. They're limited. And when you look at all the doors that were opened because of Dad's foundational belief, right. they were all God's children. Right. And everybody has something to offer. Wow. You know, that's such a profound uh, thought that your, his his mother, your grandmother, taught him that uh, that's not that's not judge people by their color, but by their character. And you know, years later, he would invite a lady to come just celebrate at his home, 4th of July, and she would lead him to the Lord. And that would change his life and the trajectory of his life and change his financial state for the rest of his life. And so that's important. Let me tell you a story that I have. This is a story no one knows but me and Zeke. I was speaking. I was speaking in uh, Pitts. I was in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to my gate in Pittsburgh. And who do I see but Zeke sitting at his gate? And I stop and I say, "Hey, Zeke." He said, "Hey, brother Willie, how you doing?" I said, "Man, I'm doing good. How you doing?" He said, "Man, I'm. You know, he gave one of these. You know, I'm. I'm better than. I'm. I'm I never seen a better day. And you know, whatever." And I said, "How's Gene? Oh, man, sugar baby, doing good. And uh, you know, he. Th- I said, "How the kids? Oh, man, my kids." It's a great and you know Willie I'm just so blessed and we talked for a minute and it was around uh, it was near Christmas okay it was somewhere in December uh, and he said let me tell you brother Willie I want you to do me a favor I said sure what you need he said don't let him take Christ out of Christmas don't let them take Christ out of Christmas. So he said, you know, people are going to come up to you and say, happy holidays. What I want you to do is say, happy holidays to you and Merry Christmas. <laughs> he said, don't forget to let them know that Christmas and Jesus is the reason for the season. And from that day to this, that's been years ago. I, when people say happy holidays to me now, I say, happy holidays to you and Merry Christmas. And so I'm encouraging all of you. <laughs> To don't let them take Jesus out of Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. No Jesus, no Christmas, no Christmas, no rest of the joy. Now, look, okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, we're gonna, what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about the book, and then we're going to take a, a, a quick um, step aside and, and play a, a quote from Zig Ziglar uh, on one of his uh, messages. You know, here's some of the things from this book. Uh, it's called Born to Win. And as I said, Born to Win is a profound concept that Zig uh, created to help people learn they're born to win. Many people don't know they're born to win. They think they're born to lose. And they live a life that is therefore, if they think they're born to lose, the life that is therefore born out in this that they're born to lose. And they thought to do things that will sabotage their own success. Zig said, you build a, a better company by building better people. So the will, skill, and refill philosophy is the foundation of all your personal and corporate events. You have to have the will. That is the want to. That is the heart, the desire, the attitude, the passion that people have. You have to have the skill. That is the how to. That is the skill, the process, the technical process and and doing this. And finally, the refill. This is reinforcing the will and skill. And there's no such thing as one and done training and development that everybody can get better and everybody can grow. Tell us a little bit about that uh, with that, that concept, uh, uh, Tom. Absolutely. The, the title Born to Win comes from Dad's famous quote, which is, you are born to win, but in order to be the winner you were born to be, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and then and only then can you expect to win. Mm. So the book Say that one more time. Is, Say that moment because everybody can get it. You're, yeah. It's, uh, Dad's quote is, you are born to win, but in order to be the winner you were born to be, you must plan to win, prepare to win, 
and then and only then can you expect to win. Mm. So those three things, plan, prepare, and expect, are what cover the first 80% of the book. Wow. And so most people are familiar with sports, and you know it's kind of like this. Planning is like what a coach does, planning the game plan to win the game. Yep. Right? So in football, you, you script out the plays that you want to run, the weaknesses on the other team you want to exploit, the strengths that you have, and so you game plan it out. Well, in life, we got to do the same thing. We got to take inventory of our talent, the gifts that we have, the experiences that we have, and we've got to then plan how we are going to utilize those things so that we can go out and achieve all that we want to achieve. Absolutely. So this... that's the plan. Then there's the preparation. Well, yeah. that means you got to get in shape. Mm. That means you got to exercise. That means you got to go out and run the plays. And when you do that preparation, that getting ready, that getting in shape, that working on your mind, your body, and your spirit every day, when you do those two things, when you plan and prepare, then you can expect to win. Absolutely. And the challenge is our culture is, you know, I call it a pill culture. You know, we, we think success is in a pill. So we don't, we forget about the planning and the hard work and the effort and the energy that goes into planning and preparing. And so what happens is, is we get taught this, this lie that says, hey, do this or do that, and you'll be successful, and then it doesn't work out like we thought. So we get disillusioned. So a lot of people forget that they were born to win, because wow. we are. God created us all for a purpose. If you're still breathing, if you're listening to this right now, that means that the purpose you were created for hasn't been fulfilled yet. And if that doesn't give you hope, I don't know what does. Because think about it, there's something you can do that God's counting on you to do that's going to make a difference, not only in your life, but in somebody else's. Absolutely. Right? Once you have that hope, then you have that energizer, that inspiration to go do something. Well, it starts with planning and preparing. So you've got a purpose, you put the plan together, you prepare for it, then you can expect to win. Wow. Purpose, plan, prepare, and expect, and you can win. And people, I want, I think everybody look who's listening wants to win more. Am I right, everybody who's listening? Right. You want to win more. You know, you purpose in your heart that God has got a, a purpose in your life, something you're supposed to do. Then you can plan. Get a plan for doing it. Prepare for your, your success. Get that skill set working. Develop that uh, aptitude along with your attitude. And then have a high expectation somehow, some way. You know, I tell my son, uh, leaders lead. They don't know how they're going to win sometimes. Winners win. They don't know how they're going to do it. But they, they prepare and plan, and they say, you know, I don't know how, but I'm going to do it somehow, some way. One of uh, Zig's favorite quotes are, you are, are who you are and what you are because of what has gone into your mind. You can change who you are and what you are by simply changing what goes into your mind. Isn't that right, Tom? I tell you what, that is my second favorite Zig quote of all time. Mm. You are who you are and what you are because of what's gone into your mind, and you can change who you are and what you are by changing what goes into your mind. Mm. I've I've come up with, you know, I try to look at all the dad's accomplishments and boil everything that he has down to kind of simple ideas. And there's really, there's the most important decision that you can make. And then there's the second most important decision, and it's around that quote. Mm. The most important decision anyone can make is this determine 
the kind of person that you're going to be. Not what you're going to do or not what you're going to have, but what you're going to be. Are you going to be a person of integrity, character, love, loyalty, all those qualities that make the difference? Are you going to be a person of faith? That's that's the most important decision you can make is to decide what kind of person you're going to be. The second most important decision then is to immediately make the decision to take action to put into your mind the things that will allow you to become that person. Mm, that's fantastic. Because if you put in the things in your mind that allow you to become that person, it will change your beliefs. Your beliefs will change your thinking. Your thinking will change your actions. And actions are what get results. Whoo, man. So that's good to make sure everybody got that. Determine the kind of person you're going to be, not just what you're going to have, and then immediately take action on those things and put them in your mind so you can become what you want to be. Woo. That's right. If you decide you want to be a person of integrity, immediately understand what integrity means. Seek out authors and, and experts on integrity and listen to them, read them. And your mind will then fulfill that as you develop into that person of integrity. Wow. Well, this is fantastic. We're going to we're going to take a, a, a we're going to do a station ID. And when we come back from the station ID, we're going to come right back from the station ID and play a clip from Zig Ziglar. Uh, but I love as we go out of the station out to station ID. This one more quote. Zig said, I have had problems when I have had money and I've had problems when I haven't had money. And I've discovered that if you're going to have problems, it's better to have some money. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, you're listening to the Willie Jolly Show. We're going to take a quick station identification. We'll be right back. And we're back. We're with Willie Jolly, and we're listening and talking to Tom Ziegler, the son of uh, Zig Ziegler. And Tom is the CEO of Ziegler, Inc., and he is uh, making big things happen. Tom, why don't you real quick, before we go too far, tell people where they can get materials, your materials, Zig materials, webinars. you got a lot of stuff going on that I get emails from. Please tell everybody. Absolutely. Uh, the best way is at our website, which is Ziegler.com, and that's Z-I-G-L-A-R.com. And we got some cool free things there. We have a free newsletter and when you get that, you also get a couple of downloads. Uh, Dad's probably his most famous talk, Biscuits, Fleas, and Pump Handles. So if you want a little motivation to inspire you, you can download that for free when you get our newsletter. And also his spiritual journey, which is how uh, Dad's faith journey uh, came about and how he came to Christ. Wow. Folks, this is a uh, tremendous, tremendous message. We're going to play um, a, a, a quote from Zig Ziglar. And it's going to inspire you. You know, uh, he has a number of great speeches. As Tom said, you can get some of those at the Ziegler website. But this is something that we just want to play so you can hear Zig Ziglar. I'm sure everybody's heard him, but but those who haven't, you can hear True Blue Zig Ziglar. And let me tell you, there's only one Zig Ziglar. Enjoy this quip. So there are people in the Dayton area today who, despite the fact that our economy is booming and many people in their own organization are doing so enormously well, they never really accomplish much because they confuse activity with accomplishment. They have no objectives in life. 
You see, we see people all the time when they are working, their minds are saying, gee, I ought to be home with the family. And then when they're home with the family, they say, gee, I ought to be back out working. So when they're working, their mind's at home. And when they're at home, their mind is back out on the job. They're never anywhere. They're going against themselves. People complain about lack of time. It's not lack of time that's the problem. It's the lack of direction. Most people are what I call wandering generalities, and you won't make it as a wandering generality. You've got to become a meaningful, specific. You probably don't recognize the name of Howard Hill, but he's the greatest archer that ever lived. He killed a Cape buffalo with a bow and arrow. He killed a Bengal tiger with a bow and arrow. As a youngster, I've seen Howard Hill from 50 feet. I've seen him split the bullseye dead center and then take the next arrow and literally split the first one. Now, I've never shot a bow and arrow than my son's child's bow and arrow. But I could hit the bullseye more consistently than Howard Hill could have hit it the best day he ever lived. And I'll say it without batting an eyelash. I could do it. Uh, provided, of course, you blindfolded Howard Hill. <laughs> you know, and turn him around a time or two so he wouldn't know which way he was heading. You might say, Ziggler, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. How could a man hit a target he could not see? That's a good question. Here's another one. How can you hit a target which you do not have? Have you got one? Are you a wandering generality or are you a meaningful specific? You see, ladies and gentlemen, that's what most people go through life as, meaningful, specific. They're going to they're gonna go to work tomorrow because that's where they were yesterday. And if you're going to go to work tomorrow because you did yesterday, that means that tomorrow you won't be as good as you were yesterday because you're two days older and no closer to a goal which you do not have. I started writing my book about four years ago, and as you probably suspect, I highly recommend it. As a matter of fact, you're considered underprivileged until you have read it. As I wrote this book, you know, I, I put down some words. I put, you can go where you want to go. You can do what you want to do. You can be like you want to be. And as I wrote those words, I got to fess up. I held it out there and said, now, Ziggler, that's pretty good. You know, matter of fact, I got to talking to myself, which is perfectly all right. Uh, it's all right even to answer. Uh, but if you ever catch yourself saying, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to the answer, you got a problem. Well, I, I call myself saying, huh, to the answer, because you see, as I held the book out, I had to hold it way out because there was a 41-inch waistline between me and the book and 202 pounds of Ziegler. And the thought occurred to me, you see, that if I was going to go around this country making speeches saying you could be like you want to be, if I was going to put that in writing, I could imagine one of these days some dude is going to come up to me and stick his finger right in that 41-inch waistline and say, Ziggler, you believe what you write? And I was going to say, man, yeah. And then I was afraid they might say, do you believe it all? As he kind of wiggled that, uh, that uh, finger in my tummy, you know. And then I was going to say, well, you know us authors, we, we do take a little literary license every once in a while. In other words, Ziegler, you lied about it, huh? Man, don't call me no liar. Folks don't like liars. Well, you at least a hypocrite. Don't, don't call me no hypocrite. People don't like hypocrites. You're not going to believe this, but there are even some people who don't go to church because it's a bunch of hypocrites down there. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> of course, I always tell those folks, friend, if a hypocrite 
is standing between you and God, that just means that the hypocrite is a little closer to God than you are. <laughs> So I don't, I don't believe I'd use that one anymore. You know, it's got like a lot of folks say, well, I'd read the Bible, but I just don't understand it. Well, I don't think it's the part they don't understand that bothers them. Because, <laughs> you know, God speaks pretty clearly in his Bible. I bet you noticed he didn't call them the Ten Suggestions. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty clear when you begin to analyze it in it, it, it sure is. It's there. I advise you to read it. Not only will it relieve pressure now, but tell you the truth, it'll keep the heat off of you later. You know? <laughs> so I... Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I was faced with a decision. No, Ziegler, if you're going to write books like that, if you're going to say things like that, then what you got to do is you got to do something about you. Then my boy was eight years old, you know, and I think every father ought to be able to whip his children until they're at least 12. And the, the rate I was going, I wasn't even going to be able to catch mine, much less whip him. And then that redhead of mine, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. She kept telling me to hold my stomach in, and I already was. So I knew I had to do something, so I went down to Cooper's clinic. Now, Cooper wrote the book Aerobics. When you see people out jogging, you know, that means that Dr. Kenneth Cooper had his influence. Well, I went down for the examination. It's a five-hour examination, and the first thing they did was took two quarts of my blood. Well, it looked like two quarts. I tell you, they filled so many vials, I thought they were opening a branch of the blood bank right there. <laughs> And then they dunked me in a tank of water three times, completely submerged me, and the purpose of that is to determine the percentage of body fat that you have. When they got through, they told me I was 23 and 9 tenths percent pure lard. <laughs> and then they put me on a treadmill, you know, and on the treadmill you walk and walk and walk and walk, and the further you can walk, the, the better your health is. Well, the worst possible physical condition is horrible. Well, the nurse was sitting over there, you know, had her monitor going, and I was wired for sound and had my heart and my blood pressure. They were checking all those good things, my pulse, you know. And I was determined as I looked at it, I was determined I was going to get out of horrible into just awful. Now, I made it. I made it by four seconds. And finally they got through, you know, and the young doctor called me in, Dr. Martin, beautiful young doctor, skinny, runs in the Boston Marathon, does the good things, you know, optimistic kind of a guy. You know, an optimist is a fellow when he wears his shoes out, just figures he's back on his feet, and that's the kind of guy he was. Oh, he was motivated. He called me and big smile on his face. He said, Mr. Ziegler, we've, we've run the figures through the computer. We've analyzed them completely and thoroughly. We know they're accurate, and you're going to be delighted to know that you are not overweight. However, he said, according to the computer, you are exactly five and one-half inches too short. And I said, well, Doc, that's pretty bad, isn't it? He said, no. He said, actually, you're in remarkably good physical condition uh, for a 66-year-old. And I said, Doc, I'm 46. He said, you're in awful shape. He said, matter of fact, if you were a building, I'd condemn you. And I, and I said, well, Doc, what can I do? And he, he whipped out a sheet of paper thicker than my book, and he started telling me what I could do. And by the time he got through, I was kind of like the little boy that asked his daddy a question. And his daddy said, well, son, why don't you just ask your mother? 
Little boy said, well, Daddy, I, I just didn't want to know that much about it. Wow. Wow. Classic Zig Ziglar. Folks, you just heard, I think, one of the greatest motivational speakers that the world has ever seen. So let's talk a little bit about this book. How did this book come to be, Tom? Uh, what, what made you decide after, you know, all these years of doing the Born to Win weekends, what made you decide to do the book? Well, there's a couple of things. We have had a lot of requests over the years of people saying, you know, it would be awesome if you could put all of Zig's core philosophy, his main points, into one book. And so that's what we decided to do. So we wrote this book for two audiences. Number one is the fan who's got everything Dad's ever done. They just want everything in one place. So that's Born to Win. That's what the book is about. The second audience we wrote it for are all the people out there who've heard about Zig Ziglar, haven't really read or listened to anything, but they want the synopsis. They want it all in one place. Well, let's talk about some of the things that, that are in the book, some of these life lessons. I just want you to throw them out like fast and furious, like you were just telling people, here are things that Dad said, here are things that he taught me, here are things in the book that will change your life. Just go, go for it, Tom. Okay. Well, Dad, you know, he spent his career trying to understand what people want. So at the very end of the book, we talk about the eight things in life that everybody wants. So we cover that. Well, why don't you tell me the eight? So they're going to be, now people are going to, you done brought it up. They're going to want to know, what are these eight things that people want? Go just give them to me. Well, the eight things that everybody wants, you know, don't you think they should go and get the book and find out? <laughs> give me a couple of them then. <laughs> I agree with you. Let's give, go get the book. But give me a couple no, of them. No, I'm just teasing. Here they are. Everybody, now this, listen to this real careful. Everybody right. wants to be happy. Okay. Healthy. Mm-hmm. Prosperous. Mm-hmm. Secure. Have friends. Peace of mind. Good family relationships. And hope. So those eight things everybody wants. And the reason we know these are the eight things, it doesn't matter how much money you have, what part of the world you live in, we know that everybody wants these eight things because guess what? Try taking one of those away and seeing how satisfied you'd be with your life. Mm, let's go over them one more time. Just make, make sure people got happy. Happy. Healthy. Healthy. Prosperous. Secure. Mm -hmm. Friends. Mm -hmm. Peace of mind. Mm-hmm good family relationships, and hope. Wow. I mean, if you had all, if you had seven of them, but you didn't have any hope, what's the point? Wow. Or you had seven of them, but you were so financially destitute that you had, you know, no idea where your next meal was coming from. Wow. Right? Folks, so you've got to have all eight. And Zig was one who had all eight. He had all eight, and he taught people the importance of having all eight. And, folks, that has nothing, you know, none of these are talking about just making money. It's all of the wholeness, the whole money. We want to make money, and you need to have money. And we want you to have, this is wealthy ways. But wealthy ways means healthy, wealthy, and wise. And Zig was one of the wisest men I ever sat at. I, was, I guess you would concur when you were Tom. It's pure and simple wisdom. He, Dad had such a profound way of taking something that was complicated and making it simple and easy to remember. Well, we're going to take another break. We're going to come right back after the break with more with the Tom Ziegler talking about the born-to-win mindset, the born-to-win philosophy of Zig Ziglar. And I am grateful to have Tom on. Stay tuned, everybody. You're listening to The Willie Jolly Show on Sirius XM Channel 141, Wealthy Ways, helping you be healthy, wealthy, and wise. And for sure, the best is yet to come. Now all my heart wants to do 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back with the Willie Jolly Show here on Sirius XM Channel 141. And I am excited because we got my friend Tom Ziegler, son of Zig Ziegler, the, the one of the greatest motivational speakers that the world has ever seen, who, who's gone on to sit with the Lord. Well, Tom, uh, let's talk about some other things. You know, let's talk about goals. You know, Zig talked about goals. And, uh, and, 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 and the fact that you need to set goals and and he was he was probably the king of goal setting and telling people how to set goals and and telling people how to live a life that is goal focused and intentional why don't you tell some of the things you've learned just by being around your dad and and what kind of life he lived did it how did he set goals what did he do what did he teach you (laughs) i tell you what dad is amazing with his goal setting he actually created a goal setting system uh, that we call our performance planner. And incidentally, we teach it in the book, Born to Win. But for everybody listening, you can go to borntowinbook.com and you can download this for free if you want the whole system on how to set goals. But he talks about in order to achieve a goal, you need to go through seven steps. Mm. Uh, before I get to those seven steps, uh, just to motivate everybody, they did a study on the difference between somebody who achieves goals versus somebody who just kind of sets one. Mm. And there's a big difference. Goal achievers do three things that nobody else does. The first thing is they write a specific goal with an action plan on how to achieve it. So it's not the goal that says, I just I want to go on vacation this year. <laughs> That's good, but that won't get you there. You've got to specifically say, hey, I'm going to Cancun. It's going to be this week. I'm going to stay in this hotel, and here are the action steps I'm going to get in order to achieve that. The second thing that goal achievers do is they have an accountability partner, Mm. somebody who's holding them accountable, making sure they're working on it every day. And the third one, which I just mentioned, is this. Goal achievers work on their goals every single day. It might only be a minute. It might only be reviewing it, but every day they're constantly looking at it. So it's, there's not a mystery to, to achieving goals. It's really just work. Hmm. And that's a good thing because we're all qualified to do that. 
Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a moment, take a, a quick break to, to not really break. We're just gonna jump over to play a qu- uh, clip from your dad, uh, from Zig Ziglar, and we'll be right back after you've heard this voice is Zig Ziglar. Enjoy. How many of you believe every choice has an end result? Okay. Now let me tell you what you just said, whether you realize it or not. You just said, look, I don't really care about what's happened in my past. I don't even care what my circumstances are at the moment because there's something I can specifically do right now that will make my future either better or worse, and the choice is mine. Folks, that's an awesome realization. It eliminates the blame game. It eliminates an awful lot of things because it means you've got a choice. I love the story of the old Eskimo in the long ago. Up in the coldest region of Alaska where they used to have dog fights every Saturday, and the old Eskimo had a black dog and a white dog, and every Saturday those two dogs would just go at it big time until finally they wore each other out, and over a period of years they'd, uh, you know, they'd lost their zeal for fighting, and so he retired them. And one day, one of the local villagers said, you know, I noticed something kind of unusual. I noticed that one Saturday, the black dog would win, and some Saturday, the white dog would win. But I noticed that you always won yourself. Regardless of which one won, you'd always bet on him. How did you know which one to bet on? Oh, he said, it was easy. I always bet on the one I'd been feeding all week. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you see, there's the positive and the negative. You have a choice as to what you want to feed in your mind. As you've heard me say several times already, you're what you are and where you are because of what's going into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Feed the positive and you will be positive. I'm really talking in this session about hope. Alfred Adler, the great psychologist and psychiatrist, made this statement. He said, hope is the foundational quality of all change. No hope, no change. John Maxwell put it this way. If there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. Hope is the great activator. The student with no hope of passing won't study. Why bother? I'm going to fail anyhow. The salesperson with no hope of making the sale won't make the call. I mean, what's the purpose? I'm not going to make a sale anyhow. The couple whose marriage is in trouble won't seek counseling because, I mean, why bother? Hey, this is a done deal. It's all over now. But give that person hope, and then action will take place, and exciting action uh, will take place. Dr. Tony Compola says that your past is important because it brought you to where you are. But as important as your past is, it is not nearly as important as the way you see your future. The way you see your future determines your thinking today. Your thinking today determines your performance today. Your performance today has a strong bearing on what that future is going to be. Now, Dr. Compola was saying, yes, your passion is important, but he said the other's even more important. And he said, I understand what's happened in the past. I know that you were abused as a child. I know that you've had an alcohol and drug problem. 
I, I know that you've gone bankrupt a couple of times. I know you've gone through a couple of divorces. I know all of those things about you, but I still say the way you see the future is more important than what has happened in the past. Today's a brand new day. This is the day that you can make the decisions that will make such an incredible difference in uh, your life. The way that you look at that future is so important, but you've got to plan for it. You were born to win. That's true. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you've got to plan to win. You've got to prepare to win. And then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. Winning is not an accident. It is the result of a deliberate Plan. Wow, that is phenomenal. Zig Ziglar. Wow, we celebrate the life of Zig and we celebrate the life of uh, of not just him, but his family and the impact they've had on the world because it was a family. It was a family affair. Isn't that right, Tom? Tell us about the family. I mean, it's all of y'all are, are, are about, uh, you know, trying to impur- improve people's lives and encourage people and inspire people. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Uh, of course, of course, we wouldn't have a, a company or a business or any notoriety or name at all without Mom, Absolutely. the sugar baby. You mentioned That's right. her. That's right. Yeah, Mom is phenomenal. So she's behind the scenes supporting Dad, and, and she was really his motivation for uh, an inspiration for keeping on, keeping on. How long were they married? They celebrated their 66th wedding anniversary on November 26th. Wow. So wow. Dad went home to be with the Lord two days after that. So wow. he stuck around. I think that was probably, he probably had a goal to, set, to celebrate <laughs> 66 years. Wow, <laughs> wow. Well, let me ask you real quick. Now, this is an aside, but this is something. What was the secret to their, their marriage? I mean, people, you know, to live and, and be married for 66 years. What did you see in the household every day? What, what, what were the secrets? Oh, man, I'll, I'll just lay it out there. It's, it's so simple. Dad's, dad believed this, he lived this, and he said this. The secret to a successful marriage is to treat your spouse after you get married just like you did right before you got married. Mm. I mean, it doesn't get any simpler than that. I can remember, you know, this has been a time, a season of reflection for me uh, with Dad's passing. Uh, I was thinking just a, a couple of days ago, I could remember when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, mom and dad and I would go out to eat. And dad would get out of the car, and then I would realize, oh, wait a second, we're in a race. So I would open the door, and then we would both race around the car to see who could get to mom's door first to open it. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so that is, you know, that's such a little thing. Yep. But it's such a big thing. Yep, yep. I mean, how many relationships would be so different if there was that much emphasis placed on the other person, on the little things? Absolutely. Man, you know, of course, the great interviews, the great ones go quickly. And this is the same with this. Closing thoughts, uh, Tom. Uh, what we would want people to know that Zig would want everybody to know and think about as he would uh, say to people in some of his speeches. Just some closing thoughts in the last minute. Okay, Dad Dad really talked about a be, do, and have philosophy. Okay. you got to be the right person, do the right things, and then you can have all the things in life. Now, the thing is, is our culture is backwards. We're a have culture, a have media, a have society. 
And so we get frustrated because we think we should just have it. So some people base their success on what they have. And, of course, you can't take any of that stuff with you. Other people base their success on what they do. You know, they may be an athlete, a celebrity, you know, a doctor, whatever. And that can be taken from you in a heartbeat. The key is is to be the right kind of person, the character, the faith, you know, all those qualities that we talk about. And that's what makes you successful in this life. So who you are is incredibly important. It might be, you know, up there is one of the most important things. But here's the secret to Dad's power and his success. He understood that he had to be the right kind of person. He understood who he was, but he understood this even more bigger thing. He understood whose he was. Wow. We're going to close with that. You couldn't say it any better. Tom Ziegler, you are a gentleman and a scholar, and you are going to carry on the legacy of a great man, Zig Ziglar. I'm honored to call you a friend. You know, you always got a place here if you ever need it, and you even need a platform. You got it right here, my friend. Well, Willie, I've got a new goal. Okay. I want to share the stage with you someday because I know you and Dad did. We certainly did, man. What a joy. We're going to make that happen. We're going to make that goal happen. Folks, Tom Ziegler, son of Zig Ziegler, what a great joy to have him as my guest today, special guest on a show that we celebrate the life of the greatest motivational speaker that I've seen in my lifetime, Zig Ziegler. God bless you, Tom. Kiss your mama for us. I will. Thank uh, you so much. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Well, folks, we want you to... Remember that this is going to be a great week for you, so remember to keep living your dreams with all you got. This is Willie Jolly. For sure, for sure, for sure, your best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. 
and he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.